Pasta Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Oh shit, Rasta Jeff in the house. Greetings from Podcastville. This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including TH Seeds, Swamp Boys Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee, and for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Podcast World. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff, and this is episode 669 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to read a couple of viewer emails before we get to that part of the show. Let's do a few shout outs to a few of the great folks who support the show on Patreon. Let's start off with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you, shout out to Maroney. Let's send a big thank you, shout out to Alan H. and Chandler W. Let's send a big fist bump and a thank you shout out to Sensei Mia. Let's send a thank you to a new supporter, Growing Tennessee. Let's also send another thank you to another new supporter, Sam Heads DGC. Let's send a big fist bump and a thank you shout out to a longtime supporter, my friend Riven Waters. Let's send a big fist bump to another friend and a longtime supporter, Crazy Hand Grows. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my buddy Billy Podunk. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need is right there on the screen. And you know, I do include a link in the show notes to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. This is the part of the show where I do invite you to the Discord server. That's right, there is an Irie Genetics Grow From Your Heart podcast Discord server, and you are invited. I would love to have you there. There's a link in the show notes and the video description, and we recently added a link on the website. That's right, if you go to the Irie Genetics website at iriegenetics.com, on the top of the website, you will see a link that says Discord. Simply click on that link, and guess what? You'll go right to the Discord server. We do invite you, we do encourage you to join us, and I look forward to seeing you on the Irie Genetics Grow From Your Heart podcast Discord server. I do want to send a big thank you shout out to my buddy Mobius Grows. What's up, bro? Big shout out and big thank you for the great tester update report video. That's right, my buddy Mobius is testing some seeds for me. He's got some new seeds, he's running a test grow, and today I received a great email with a detailed video. He walks around the grow and he says, this is one phenotype, this is another, these are some traits each phenotype has, these are commonalities, these are differences, this is what I'm feeding, this is what I've done, this is what the room is like. It was like I was hanging out with my own plants in his grow, hanging out with my babies in his grow, hanging out with his babies in his grow. It was a great experience. 
that is great work from a tester. I do appreciate that. I love that sort of stuff. So if you're testing for me, please do send videos. It was like a FaceTime video with my kids or something. It's like, here's the babies. And I got to see the kids at play, playing in the playground with each other, looking beautiful, put a smile on my face. So Mobius, good work, bro. Big fist bump. I wish more testers would be like you. Uh, let's segue right into this part. Uh, I will need more testers very soon. So if you've been sending me uh, tester applications, don't worry, those are saved in a folder. I did not delete those, throw those away. They're all in a folder uh, on the uh, desktop. So whenever I need some testers, I just go right to the email, open up that folder, and I can find all the applicants in there, go through, find some good candidates that I think may be a tester. If you have not already applied to be a tester, uh, there's a full episode about being a tester. Make sure you listen to that episode, then apply following the instructions within that episode. I did talk recently about Mephisto Genetics. I do need to make an update. Uh, Daz, the guy that I knew that I had a friendship with from Mephisto Genetics, has now started what is known as Night Owl Genetics. Make sure you check out Night Owl Genetics for your auto flowering seeds needs. I do support Daz, great guy. Uh, so make sure you check them out if you're into the auto flowers. All right, I do have a question uh, here in front of me that I do want to address. This is uh, comes from a previous episode. In a previous episode, I read a question about a commercial grow whose plants were getting too tall. They weren't finishing on time. Uh, and people wanted to send me a lot of suggestions, a lot of ideas on what to do with this grow. We did receive a lot of great input, a lot of great ideas. However, there were a lot of small adjustments and small details that weren't going to make a big enough impact overall in this commercial grow to make it worth the time uh, energy, money, and effort to make those changes in this grow. This is a commercial environment. Think about uh, if we're going to make a small adjustment in your grow, think about the time, energy, and cost it takes to make it in your grow. And then think if we're going to do that in a commercial environment, it costs 100 times the cost to do that. Because we're doing it, if you're doing it to one light, we're doing it to 100. We've got to repeat the process 100 times. So we have to buy the equipment 100 times. We have to take the manpower or woman power to install or adjust or adapt that new equipment. We have to test the equipment. We have to learn the equipment. It takes a lot of time to have people come in there, a lot of money, a lot of energy. And then in the long run, if you've got your personal grow with two, four, one, however many small lights you've got going, I'm not downplaying your grow. I'm saying your personal grow is a small grow. That's your grow in a commercial environment. We're doing things on an exponential scale compared to what you've got going at home in most cases. And in a commercial environment, we're getting very little return on our investment after staffing, after payroll, after the rent on the building, the electricity on the building, licensing, taxes, packaging, transportation fees, uh, workman's comp lawyers, the lawyer, the accountant, all of that stuff eats into all of our profit. And hopefully it's just you, uh, your trimming partner, and hopefully the lawyer is all that you've got to pay. Hopefully you got that lawyer on retainer. Take care of that. If you're growing, everybody growing should have a lawyer no matter what you're doing. I should have a lawyer anyway. But uh, my point is that at a home grow, uh, your return on investment is much greater and our return on investment in a commercial grow is much smaller because we have much more expenses, many more expenses. So making small adjustments like that are much uh, more costly than it would be in a small environment. We've got to repeat it a hundred times if we have a hundred lights. There were some great recommendations, uh, things like changing the light spectrum and uh, changing the temperature in the night, things like that, that would help, but not uh, to the 
uh, the degree which we need help in this commercial environment. Those plants were obviously being flowered, uh, being, being vegged for two or three weeks too long. They're getting too big. They just needed to be done sooner. Uh, we couldn't, it was a commercial environment. People said, raise the fans, raise the lights. It's a commercial grow, bro. We probably got three foot tall tables, 12 foot lights, 18 foot ceilings. We've maxed out with what we can do. We can't just raise the lights. We can't go around and put blue lights up everywhere. Uh, the commercial, then then where's the profit? If you got a commercial grow, then where did the profit go? There are a hundred lights. You got to replace half of them with blue bulbs. That's 50 bulbs you got to buy. They're a hundred dollars each. You do the math on there. That's fifty hundred dollars. I know that's not a real number. I'm hoping you're paying attention. All right. So there were a lot of great ideas, but most of them are not feasible. The main solution to that is better scheduling. The plants were too big. We know they're too big. They're repeatedly too big. They're growing into the lights. They're going into the fans. The easy, logical solution is flower earlier. Have smaller plants. Don't grow them so damn big. They're more manageable. They're healthy. Uh, Less time on the road is less time for a crash. Also, if those plants are only in the room for a total of like four weeks of veg and fucking nine weeks of flower, that's two or three weeks less opportunity for powdery mildew, spider mites, thrips, fungus gnats, overwatering, pH lockout, power failures, other weird shit to go on. Because in a commercial environment, uh, all things that can go wrong will until you get the facility dialed in and everything is perfect. Things will go, and then things will continue to go wrong because pumps will go out, power will fail, uh, air conditioners will fail. Weird shit's going to happen all the time. You've got to adjust and adapt. I've talked about that enough. So that's a good setup for this one message that I did get. I've been talking quite a bit. Uh, This one says, Rasta Jeff. Question on what you said on not being able to shorten the flowering phase. Yes, on that episode, I did say that we can't shorten the flowering phase. The plants have to flower for their nine or 10 weeks until they're finished, uh, and that we should shorten the veg phase because then you make you just start with smaller plants. You don't grow them as big, and they don't finish as big. It makes sense to me. But this one was a great question. It says, isn't that what New Millennium Winter Frost claims to do on the Dude Grow Show? I think Jaron, the new millennium guy, said you can get different strains to finish at the same time. Um, yes, the new millennium product, uh, the winter frost product from new millennium, will cause the plants to go into their finishing stage a little more quickly. They will start ripening. They will go into senescence a little bit sooner when you feed them that product. They will be triggered. Uh, there's something in there that tells them, hey, it's the end. It's time to go uh, to the end phase. But would you rather have a room that's proper or would you rather have to feed a product that is going to trigger the finishing like a you could put a band-aid on it and spend all kinds of money on this product or you could fix the schedule and do it right Uh, and also this product isn't going to cut two or three weeks off this may cut five maybe seven days maybe ten at the most but it's not going to cut that many days off your full cycle and the grow we were talking about it sounded like they needed two maybe three full weeks cut off of their process so that's a great idea to use the new millennium winter frost but it's not going to be a drastic enough change now speaking of drastic changes here's another great thing we can talk about diurnal temperature swings if we narrow down that swing if we don't have more than five degrees between our day and night swing and maybe five or ten percent humidity between our day and night swing that will help with the stretch that initial stretch into the flowering phase that may help that may be a way to do it popping and twisting the stems uh, cracking the branches that may be one way to do it but overall the ultimate solution as a as the consultant who sees the overall problem as an experienced grower who's been in these commercial facilities the answer to that was just flower earlier why are you going to grow 10 foot tall plants if you've only got a 14 foot ceiling grow 
five foot tall plants, flower them out. They'll be 10 feet tall. You got four feet of extra space. Think ahead, plan ahead. We talked about that before. Be successful. All right. Let me hit my notes here, recap myself, get myself back on track, make sure we're doing this right. Um, yes, question about winter frost. We covered that. Okay, now I do have more emails in front of me. Do I want to give this person a shout out? Do they want their name said? This one, they did not leave their name, um, but big shout out. You know who you are. Thank you for sparking great content. I do want to keep moving. I'm awful rambly today, so I do need to keep myself on track. All right, I'm not sure if this message is trolling me or if this was 100% serious. I'm going to read it anyway. If you're trolling me, uh, good job. And if you're not trolling me, uh, listen this time. It goes on, it says, Hey, Rasta Jeff, I'm growing a few of your strains and I'm just curious when to start counting flowering days. Do I start at light switch of 12-12 or when I start seeing pre-flowers? Then it goes on. Here's the best part. I heard on an episode that you said, you start counting at the light switch. That's what I said, bro. You st I start counting at the light switch. Is this correct or should I add some weeks? Keep up the good work and I will continue to work with you and your company. Um, my friend Saul, you heard me right. Uh, I'm going to say it again. I always start counting flowering days on an indoor grow the day I flip the lights to 1212. All right, I'm going to look into this camera. Say it at another angle. I always, and I recommend you, always start counting flowering days in an indoor grow from the day you flip the lights to 12-12. If you do a unique, creative, fancy flowering light cycle, like maybe 11-13 or something like that, start counting the day you change that timer to 12-12 or 11-13. That is day one of flower. Don't adjust that. Don't play with that. That is day one. Why would we put 63 days of flowering and then you start flowering on this day, but then subtract 14 days or add 14 days? I didn't put a math problem on the package. It says nine weeks of flowering. So the day you start flowering is day one. At the end of nine weeks, not at the start of nine weeks either. People say, I've gone eight full weeks. I'm going to chop down tomorrow. I say, You've got the ninth week to go, and they say week nine is tomorrow. And I go, hey, you still got to you've got to finish that week. You've got to finish the ninth week. If it says nine to ten weeks, let it go ten completed weeks, seventy days. So you've got to let it finish. So the plants are going to take nine to ten weeks from the day you flip that timer to twelve twelve. When you go in there and you change the timer from 9 p.m. on to 9 a.m. off. You are not 12 hours off, 12 hours on in your 24-hour day. That is day one of flowering. Write it down. Take a screenshot on your phone. Make some sort of a note that says day one of flowering is today, this day. Maybe get a piece of duct tape and write that date on the piece of duct tape and stick that duct tape on the door or possibly on the pot of the plant that you are flowering. Keep that note somewhere that you will find it that you will not forget. I've got weird OCD. I like to flower on the first. That way I know that in two months, the next first on that third month will be when I'm harvesting. So if I f start flowering January 1st, we got all of January, we got all of February, March 1st, I got a crop. So that means that a little bit before March 1st, I need to get my next crop coming up. Just planning, thinking like that. So um, I've been going on for a long time about this. I don't know how many times I can say it. I don't know how else to stress it. Um, 
flowering day one starts the day that you flip the timer to 12 12 if you're outdoors that's a different environment that's a different thing we don't know when we change the timer to 12 12 then pay attention to your trichomes pay attention to the plants it's all about watching the plants most of the time anyway i was going to segue into that so that's a great way to do it uh, the calendar is a great thing my recommendation on the seed package is a great thing but there will be variables like always in life there will be variables you've got to pay attention to your trichomes the trichomes on your plant are what indicate ripeness when those trichomes are turning amber. Uh, some people like different ratios. I'm going to say somewhere between 20 and 30% amber trichomes on your plant. That is, that is when it is a good time to harvest. The trichomes are the thing that contain the active ingredient, the active compounds, which give us a buzz that make us stoned, that contain THC, CBD, CBN, CBG, all of the under other wonderful cannabinoids we're seeking, those are all in our trichome. Let's get the trichome ripe. That's what we're after. We are trichome farmers. A lot of people think they're growing big, beautiful plants. That's what you're growing. The main thing you are working on is beautiful trichomes. We want those trichomes. Now, since I'm on this path, this rant, uh, pistols, or you guys call them hares, the hares do not have anything with indication of ripeness. Those hairs, those pistols are the breeding parts of the plant. Those things can change colors. A lot of people will say when the hairs turn brown or when the pistols turn brown, that's when the plants are finished. That is false. That is wrong. That is inaccurate. Those parts are for breeding. Those parts of the plant can be damaged, destroyed, withered, uh, ruined from all kinds of things. A spray will make your pistols, can make your pistols of your plants turn brown and wither up. Uh, wind can do it. Your skin oil touching it can do it. That plant just passing up its point of peak pollination can do it. Those plants only want pollen for so long into their life. They're just like people. They have a time when they can reproduce, and then that time expires. And when that time expires on a plant, the pistils turn brown and dry up and wither up and shrink in. Some people will say at that point, this plant is ready for harvest. Those people would be wrong. Those pistils, those hairs, do not have any indicator, any indication, anything to do with the ripeness of your plant. We are trichome farmers. We want ripe trichomes. Unless you're breeding for seeds, trichomes are all you should be measuring ripeness by. If you're breeding for seeds, then of course measure by the hardness and ripeness of the seeds inside of that plant. So that was a good rant for the same question I've been asked a lot of times. This one pops up at least once a month. I'm hoping uh, and this person has already heard it. This is going to be the third time that they've heard me say that you set your timer to 12-12, and that is day one of flowering. That's when you start counting flowering days. If I wrote 10 weeks on the seed package, that means you've got to let it finish week 10. Don't let it go to week 10 and cut it down. Let it go through week 10 and cut it down. Possibly for funsies, let it go a little bit longer. Uh, All right, now since we're on this uh, sort of a path this topic here. Here's something funny that I see on social media all the time, and I understand why you're doing it. I understand what inspires uh, this sort of a thought process, but I think that this is funny. A lot of times on social media, I will see something that says something like, uh, I'm only two weeks away from week nine, which means you are in week seven. So just say I'm in week seven. Don't like I'm only two weeks away from week nine. Yeah, I'm I get it that you want to make it sound like you're further for your mind. You're tricking yourself to think I am only this far away, but just be realistic with yourself. Just say I am in the end of week six. A lot of people are saying I'm 
two weeks away from week nine, and they're technically in the end of week six. Be realistic with yourself. Uh, that way you have realistic expectations. You know your timeline. I get it. It's like little kids saying, uh, it's only one month till Christmas. I'm I'm only 24 days away till Christmas. I get it. I get it. But but let's not get too excited for Christmas. Let's be patient. Let's look at it realistically. Uh, that just makes me giggle on social media when I see that sort of stuff. Nothing personal. Uh, no hatred. Just makes me laugh. Uh, let's see what the next message is. That message did come from our friend Saul. Big thanks to Saul. Uh, dude, twelve twelve is the day you flip that timer, or day one is the day you flip that timer to twelve twelve. I will get refocused here and work on the next message. This one comes from another friend who calls themselves Heaven and Hell, and their question says, "Hey, hey, hey, Master Rasta Jeff, the man with the magic breath." I didn't know that that was a thing, but that is. Ah, a great way to start a message. What's up, bro? Good to meet you. That is one hell of an intro. It says, I was wondering what nutrient line you would recommend for your top three brands, please. That is a great question. That is an ever-evolving, ever-changing question for me because I do uh, get to try a lot of different products. I get sent free things. I get sent samples. I get asked to try things. My friends give me a lot of input and a lot of feedback on products they're using. Uh, when I was working in a lot of commercial environments, I had a lot of space and places to experiment with new stuff. Uh, I keep going back to a few of the same things. So let's talk about the top three that I would recommend. For a very long time, I was having great success with the Botanicare line. I was using Botanicare, Pure Blend Pro, Liquid Karma, the CalMag, uh, the Silica Blast, the Hydra Guard or Hydraplex, maybe both. Um... There's another one. They had a couple other great products. There's a Bloom Booster that I can't think of the name of right now. They had a few other products that they were adding to their mix. Then I would add a couple other key things. Of course, I always add a couple of stuff. Whenever I get a, a brand, I like to add a couple of things. But I was having great success with Botanicare. Um, unfortunately, there were some political reasons why I chose to kind of sway away from Botanicare. It was mainly political reasons, and I was seeing great success with another brand. Let's talk about the other brand. The other brand I switched to that I have great success with and I still use on a regular basis is New Millennium Bottled Nutrients. I think New Millennium is great uh, the way it's formulated, the way it's uh, just the way it's measured out. It's easy to work with. Uh, it makes the plants grow with great vigor. Uh, they come out with good potency. They taste good. They finish on time. They've got products that help us finish. They've got products that help them root. Uh, the way the nutrients are broken down and the bottles are broken down makes a lot of sense. Their nutrient calculator and schedule is easy to follow. Uh, Jaron and Neil are good people. They've got good customer service. And honestly, nobody pays me uh, to talk about this. I don't have big jugs of New Millennium bottles sitting around or anything like that. I'll actually bump into Jaron at a couple of concerts this weekend, and we'll say what's up and give each other a fist bump and won't talk about business at all. So they do not pay me to advertise their brand. They don't give me free stuff. They did give me a free hat, and I've gotten a few free bottles, but it's not. Uh, it's There's nothing. They don't pay me to advertise. I'm saying it's good shit. Uh, I have to buy it, and I still go buy it at the grocery store most of the time. So... Uh, New Millennium, good shit. Uh, it's easy to understand. Also, Botanicare is a good product. I switched using it because mainly for political reasons. If you aren't too worried about uh, dollars and ethics and political stuff, Botanicare makes a great product. Just think about where your money's going. Maybe pay attention to that sort of stuff. On the Botanicare website, they have a great nutrient calculator. You can type in which bottles you've got, how many weeks of veg you expect to do, how many weeks of flour you expect, and it will tell you 
every week what to feed those plants, and that makes it very easy. So there are two brands that I really enjoyed using. That was Botanicare and New Millennium. I also had good experience with Veg Bloom from Hydroponic Research. They make a lot of good products. Uh, I think that is a great product for a commercial grow environment. I've talked a lot about Veg Bloom and commercial grow environments. Really good stuff. I know you asked for three, but I also want to recommend BioBiz. BioBiz makes an affordable product, very easy to use, and the product that your finished flowers will taste so good with BioBiz. Good shit. Now, with all of that being said, let me make a couple of recommendations. You may be very limited with what is available to you in your area. I don't know if you're shopping online. I don't know if you're shopping at a local hydroponic store or a gardening center or whatever is available where you are. If you're going to the store to get what is available, I recommend you shop around and get what is there on the shelf so you don't have to pay extra for shipping. Shipping costs are expensive. Sending bottles of water across the country can get ridiculous. Maybe find something at the local grocery store that will suit your needs. Uh, maybe do some research on brands. I was talking earlier that one brand I really enjoyed, I switched because of political and other reasons. Maybe read about who is attached to who, who are the parent companies, who are the umbrella companies to that company. If that matters to you, pay attention to that sort of stuff. It may be easier for you to find products locally. They may be more reliable. It may be easier for you to build your arsenal up that way slowly over time locally than it would be to have stuff shipped. Maybe you can't have grow products shipped straight to your house. Sometimes if you order bottles of grow nutrients, it will come just as that bottle of grow nutrients with plastic wrap wrapped around it and then some sort of security tape around the, the lid so it doesn't come popped open. So the whole neighborhood knows you just got a bottle of whatever Pure Blend Pro Organic Tea sitting on the uh, front porch until you got home from work. It just sat out there all day. Who knows who drove by? Who knows who was walking the dogs and saw that? Who knows how many other uh, neighborhood kids walked by and they grow weed too and they know what the fuck you got. Now they know that you grow weed. So that's something to think about. Where are you going to source your products? Uh, where are they going to come from? Can you get it at your local grow store? Uh, there was something else I wanted to add to that. The nutrient calculators. Go look at all of the nutrient calculators and nutrient schedules online. Check out the website for the brand that you intend to use. Uh, try to stick with, if you're picking a brand, I say that I like adding stuff. Try to start with the brand. And like if you're going to use, let's just say that you're going to use New Millennium. Uh, New Millennium actually sells a great starter pack. Uh, get that starter pack and use their website for their nutrient calculator and feed it like it says on the nutrient calculator. If you can't get all of the stuff uh, on your wish list, start with the basics that you need now. You need like uh, a base. Are you in veg or in bloom? Get your bases for that. Then get your CalMag. Then get your rooting supplements. Then get your bloom boosters and just add them over time. And then after you harvest, uh, maybe for your next run, get a couple of more bottles if you didn't run out. Think of it as every time you go to the store, you can get one or two more bottles like when you were a kid and you're just trying to expand your Lego sets or whatever you're doing, get another game for the PlayStation. Think of it like that. Now just invest in new bottles every time you go. Then find a brand that you like. If you decide you don't like it, it's okay to switch. There's no problem with brand loyalty in this industry. You can switch brands. Uh, you can switch mid-grow if you really want to. The plants don't care. As long as they're getting fed and getting what they need, the plants may be happier if you switch. If you went from a shitty product to a better product, they're eating better, they may be happier. But learn a product, see if you like it, run a crop or two with that, run a crop or two with other stuff. Maybe if you can uh, afford the space and the products and the time and the energy, 
maybe do two side-by-sides, maybe do a new millennium run and uh, whatever, a Botanicare run and maybe um, a BioBiz run and then some other brand that's local at your store that's available. Do those runs all together and see what works best for you. I know you asked for three. Uh, I'm going to say uh, new millennium bottled nutrients, uh, Botanicare, and uh, Hydroponic Research's Veg Bloom products. That's probably my top three favorites. The Veg Bloom is my favorite for commercial growing. If I wasn't doing commercial growing, I'd probably swap that one out with BioBiz for my third reply. All right, I think I've been rambling on for long enough. It feels like I need a drink, so I'm going to start wrapping up this show. I want to thank my buddy Heaven Hell for the great message. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know I would love to hear from you. The email address is hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Send me your feedback. Send me your questions. Let me know what you think. You know I love creating listener-generated content. If you've got a question out there, send it to me. I'll answer it on the show. That means I'm at least helping you. I'm probably helping a few other people if you have got that question. Don't forget about the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Uh, All the information is right there on the screen. Of course, there is a website at iregenetics.com. On that website, there now is a link to the official iregenetics grow from your heart discord. Join the discord, hang out, tap in is what I think the cool kids say. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there. I want to thank you once again for listening to episode 669 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. You know I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh, fresh new content. Let's send a big shout out to my buddy Graybeard. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me. Thank you.